people choke on a lot of different things. Popcorn has caused a death before. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Wednesday, October 27th. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Nothing gives me the giggles like a Cam Stewart line. Popcorn has caused a death before. <laughs> Got our top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. The international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm. And last but not least, making the magic happen, super producer JD. Hello. There he is. And here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, like, comment, share the show. Got a new No Breaks episode coming up later this afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern, of course, with Trey, Graydon Gordian. And I'm jumping in on this one. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it's the USGP. There's a bunch of NBA players down there in the the, uh, starting grid, so I can at least talk about Chris Bosh and Shaq a little bit. Otherwise, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to really offer up nothing, Trey. Well, don't sell yourself short, Skeets. Han from the Fast and Furious franchise has also showed up at the USGP, Ooh. so we got a lot of stuff to talk to. If you've been listening to the podcast all summer, it's a great time to get in. We don't usually say that about Formula <laughs> One, but come on, a lot of basketball stuff, some Fast and Furious, going to be perfect. All right, so no breaks. We'll be on the No Dunks feed here, both on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, all of that. 2 p.m. Eastern live if you want to join us on the uh, stream team. What do you guys call the uh, no breaks, um, you know, live uh, viewership? This, what do you guys call? The slipstream team? Slipstream. That right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, yes. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> so uh, I'll be there joining the guys today. I can't wait. Lots to talk about. As always on No Dunks Daily, we've got the game recaps. Uh, we've got some questions we'll get to. A little beach stepping. Why not later in the show? But we told y'all they come in bunches and we got two more wedgies last night. We're already up to four. We'll show them for everyone here in the stream team. First mm. one. Yeah, a little tip variety there in OKC. I guess uh, who we giving credit to? Bielitsa. He's doing yeah. it all. Yeah, mm. yeah. He really got his hand on that one, jammed <laughs> it in there. Good stuff. So that was number three. And then a mere, I think, 20 minutes later, if mm-hmm. that, in MSG, the national broadcast there on TNT, we get Joel Embiid. Just blocking R.J. Barrett's layup mm. attempt onto the right side of the rim, and that is number four. So, Tass, where do you see this number? Where do you see the pace we're on when it comes to wedgies? Where do you four see this early pace? on. Oh, oh! God. the pace is seventy-four. <laughs> that is unbelievable. I've never seen that before. Goes wild. Yeah, yeah. So, very excited. Wedgietracker.com. number. <laughs> no, he's 71, <laughs> but uh, we're uh, more, more overpaced than Schroeder's jersey number. So, yeah, what a night. Excellent what? stuff. See if we can keep the streak going uh, tonight. We, this is three shows in a row now where we've been talking about wedgies to start it. So we'll Speaking of Fast happens. and Furious, that's how they're coming, as you said. Right. We were oh, talking yeah. about grabbing it off the internet. we got to grab it. we got to put it online. That first one yesterday, and then all of a sudden, whoa, another one just I shows know. up out of nowhere. National broadcast, Brian Anderson calling it a wedgie. Mm-hmm. Made it made that first one uh, a little bit sweeter because the first one was kind of nondescript, you know. It was an OKC, nobody really talking about it. But then Brian Anderson on national TV, seventy four. Have we ever seen that number? No, seriously, I don't think so. No, no way. Never no seen way. it that high. 
No. Um, so thanks to everybody that tweets in at us when these happen, too. Keep it coming. At No Dunks Inc. INC. A lot of you on Instagram as well. Did you see that wedgie? You know, just let us know, especially if it's in a game where maybe not a lot of people are watching, like possibly that Warrior Thunder game. You know, let us know the quarter. Let us know the time, roughly, so we can go grab it and get it into the show and get it up on Wedgie Tracker. Okay, but into the actual games here. Bing bong! Kemba <laughs> scores 19 as the Knicks romp to end a 15-game skid against the 76ers. That a, was a weird stat there, Trey. They hadn't beat Philadelphia in 15 games? I mean, you know, Knicks were decent last year, and Sixers have been a good team, don't get me wrong, but that's strange that they haven't beaten them in 15 games. But how about them Knicks? What do you got, Trey? There's only one place to start, Skeets, and you already said it all. <laughs> Bing bong! The Knicks are back. Are you kidding me? They snapped the 15-game skid, which was such a momentous occasion that the New York Daily News literally put bing bong on what? their newspaper. Mm-hmm. Bing bong! <laughs> the skid is dead. Are you kidding me? Bing bong has become a rallying cry for the New York Knicks. I think bing bong guy could be in the MVP conversation right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're only a week in. Bing bong! <laughs> but it's early. It's either the bing bong guy or last night. This is a segue for you. Kemba Walker. Oh, what a game for Kemba Walker. A huge win for the Knicks in the Garden. It's the best Kemba Walker Knicks game we've seen yet. Mm-hmm. His numbers aren't crazy. 19 points, which did lead New York. Six assists. But it was really all about the second quarter uh, for New York. They came in trailing. Philly had the lead after the first quarter. But the Knicks bench turned the tide. They turned a three-point deficit into an 11-point lead, thanks mostly to Derrick Rose and Emmanuel Quickly. Kemba comes back in uh, five or six minutes into the quarter, and he was money. Ten points on four of four shooting. He hit a couple of threes. And the next thing you know... The Knicks are up by 20 at halftime. That was basically the game. Sixers made a fake run in the second half. Knicks held them off, took home a massive bing bong. 19 points uh, for Kemba Walker, 18 for Evan Fournier, 13 for Derrick Rose, 8 for Emmanuel Quickly. That's 57 points on 19 of 37 shooting from Knicks guards. You can't help but think maybe the Sixers would like to have a perimeter defender mm. out there. Ooh. Like, I don't know, a six foot ten all defense <laughs> type to maybe help shut down some of these drives because it seemed like Kemba Walker could get anywhere he wanted to uh, against Seth Curry or Tyrese Maxey. The same uh, for Derrick Rose and Emmanuel Quickly, quite honestly. But the best thing about this Knicks win is that they get to go to Chicago on Thursday mm-hmm. on a win. 3-1 and one, the Knicks are, taking on the 4-0 Bulls. Honestly, a tragedy that this game is on NBA TV. It got flexed to NBA TV. There's not even a TNT game that night. Huh. Come on. Let's get bones out of here. Oh. Yeah, why uh, is that? Isn't there's a Thursday night football game is my only guess. I don't think there's not even a baseball game, right? No. No. No, it's yeah. uh, the World Series game 1 and 2 uh, was obviously last night and then tonight here on Wednesday. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, I, this, I, uh, this should be a TNT game. Uh no, no. doubt here. Yeah. But uh fun times for the Knicks last night. Beating the Sixers, that's a quality win even if mm-hmm. we're not seeing the best Sixers we'll probably see this season. And, you know, uh, they had the, the night one bing bong win, humongous. Then they lost at home to the Magic, which was a little bit of a bummer. But, I don't know, getting a win over the Sixers, who I don't understand. I'm with you, Skeets. How did they win 15 in a row over the Knicks? I don't Weren't know. the Sixers, like, intentionally bad for a bunch <laughs> of years here? Crazy well. stuff. But a win for the Knicks is big. And, hey, these are a couple of teams who could be jostling for playoff position somewhere down the line. So maybe it factors in uh, tiebreaker-wise later on in the season, too. 
ironically, Ben Simmons has never lost to the Knicks. So, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Him not out there was a big difference. But, uh, yeah, this was a good bounce back, I think, from the Knicks because of that stinker they uh, played against the Orlando Magic there at home. They had that lead and couldn't finish them off. Coming up against a much better team in Philadelphia, and they answered in that second quarter, as Trey alluded to there. And uh, it, it kind of was a bit of a dud in that second half because the Sixers didn't really get all that close. But for the Knicks, I mean, again, seeing Kemba Walker play like this, and if he can stay on the floor and stay in games and play back-to-backs and play at least, you know, 70 games this season, it just makes such a difference because they haven't got or they haven't had a guy who can go out there and create like that and hit shots the way that he can uh, before. I mean, you know, again, Derek Rose last season was pretty much their second best player when he came over from the Pistons and uh, that's just not good enough when he can come off the bench and become a factor like a scorer like he has been that's just so much better for them so lots of good signs there for the Knicks crowd was going crazy there again Julius Randle had a uh, reasonably quiet game he had a still you know statistically wasn't too bad but they're just not relying on him as much as they had to mm-hmm. like we saw in the playoffs last season there's so many other guys contributing and uh, there's, a, there's a little bit to believe that the Knicks could be uh, legit here yeah, I think that's a big part of it, Lee, what you said. Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Bing bong! What the it's fuck me. is going on? Uh, Why yep, does... Yep, yep. Are you ser- Do you guys share the same leaf blower guy and he just goes back and forth to your two houses? I'm, like, not even kidding at this point. It's insane. Every day there's one of you having a leaf blower. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he listens to the show and he's like, okay, 10 o'clock Eastern. Just about time for me oh to start blowing some leaves. It's amazing <laughs> at this point. Uh, no, but Randall and Barrett Tass have not like been amazing to start the season. They've been fine, and yet the Knicks are still winning a lot of these games because I think a big part of it, that depth that Trey talked about, this second unit, they got a lot of guys. That's a good sign. That makes me believe this is more sustainable, I guess, what I'm getting at here. It's not Randall going for 35 and 15 or R.J. Barrett, like, killing it right now and can't miss a shot. It's the opposite of that. They're, they're getting there, especially Randall as a playmaker is amazing, but everybody else contributing. This is a really, really good Knicks team, and I'm excited for uh, NBA TV Thursday night. Uh but Bulls and Knicks here. But what did you think of this game? Well, I just checked the TNT schedule for Thursday. Hotel Transylvania 2 is on. <laughs> which, which, which is following an episode of Bones, obviously. Of course. Which is following another episode of Bones. There's like, it's, a, it's like a Bones marathon. But let me tell you something about Bones. There hasn't been a new episode of Bones in three years. But it's yeah. still running because it's that good. That's phenomenal. Bones. Well, let me tell you another thing about Bones. Good? I've seen the final two minutes of every episode of Bones. Yeah, probably. You ask me how it ends, I can tell you. But I don't know what happens for the rest of it. Uh, yeah, so I guess no new episode of Bones. No new episode of the Knicks Bulls on, on TNT. I, I'm definitely looking forward to that game. Yeah, the Knicks are definitely deeper. It's nice that um, Randall doesn't have to do everything. He doesn't look exactly like he did last year, but that's all right because they are deeper and they're deeper than a Sixers team. Trey mentioned they could use a guy at the point of attack to play a little defense in Ben Simmons. They could also use a ball handler. It just seemed like uh, Joel Embiid was not into this game whatsoever. He was a little bit uh, fussy, I think, with uh, Tyrese Maxey running the show there. Joel Embiid got one paint shot in this game. Now, it was kind mm-hmm. of offset because he had 11 free throws. But uh, that's not Joel Embiid's game. He, he's struggling to start the year from the mid-range. Remember last year when he was the MVP runner-up? He hit everything in the mid-range. Just give him the ball. 
uh, and give him a little bit of isolation, set him up, Ben, and watch him go. He was over 50% last year from mid-range, and it's dropped to like half this year, like 28%. So I, I just think they desperately need a guy to penetrate because Tobias Harris was had a good game, and uh, and guys are chipping in around Embiid, and they're 2-2, two and two and that's fine. But um, I just don't know when this game of chicken ends between Daryl Morey and Ben Simmons. I mean, it's like they're taking turns being Matt Barnes in that Matt Barnes uh Kobe scenario there where mm-hmm. Matt Barnes sitting just, you know, trying to trying to get Kobe to shake. Kobe's not shaking. And then, you know, Ben Simmons will take the ball trying to shake Daryl Morey, but that's not happening. When is it going to happen? When is Ben Simmons going to take the floor? Because he's got to play at some point, at least get on the floor to seem, uh, uh, to look like he's tradable, to, to show what he's got. And uh, he could also help this team greatly on both ends. Um, so th- th- that this. This ended up being a blowout because in the fourth quarter, Tyrese Maxey made some bad decisions as the lead ball handler. It just doesn't seem like he's ready for that yet. And he's 20 years old, so that's expected. Uh, but, um, yeah, the deeper team here, as, as you said there, Skeets, it's the New York Knicks, which was not the case last year. Yeah, stream team dragging Joel Embiid's performance here because it was rough. You know, he's 14-6, and six, only 2-7. Got to give some credit to Mitchell Robinson because the Knicks are a much better team when he's out there as well. And yeah, Embiid made it easy on him at times, especially to start this game, like you said, Tass. Felt like the Sixers took like eight straight three-pointers. And I think they didn't even count Embiid's as a three-pointer. He may have been on the line, but, you know, he fired one from the corner, another one from the top, and it's like, come on, big man, get to work, go inside. But Mitchell Robinson is such a great defensive five, uh, and you just hope he stays healthy, and then this Knicks defense is legit when he's back there. It's really helped out, so good win from the Bing Bong Knicks uh, to get us started really last night with that TNT doubleheader, and we'll move to game two, unless anybody has other notes about that. Gobert led the Jazz over the Nuggets, 122-110. Big story from this one, though, Lee, the Joker leaving the game, um, with, I guess they're calling a knee contusion, banged knee, so he didn't play in the second half. But uh, what are your takeaway from the Jazz staying undefeated and the injury to Jokic? Well, I'll start with Jokic because uh, we could see the collision happen there. And when you can see it, oftentimes that's, uh, that's not too bad because you can, you know, it's those injuries where no one's around them and they just collapse in a heap that tend to be the worst. So it sounds like uh, Yo- uh, uh, Michael Malone said to him at halftime, how do you feel? And uh, and Jokic was like, he didn't feel all that good, so they decided more precautionary than anything else, I think. So he maybe misses a game or so here, but it doesn't sound like it's a, a catastrophic injury, mm-hmm. which is fantastic news for Jokic and, of course, the Nuggets. But to the game, and yesterday on the show, we talked about predictions that we maybe thought we got right or could pull back. And I think... Uh, you know, I remember saying that I feel the Utah Jazz are probably going to have the best record, certainly in the Western Conference, because they're just such a good regular season team. Basically, there's been a few changes from last season, but it's that same sort of lineup. Very good, consistent uh, starting five, and then great con- contributions from everybody who comes off the bench. They defend well. They've got so many different guys who can either hit a three or just score the ball, and it's just so hard to trade baskets with them, and that's what the Nuggets were doing for a lot of this game. And inevitably, what happens is... If the Jazz lock in defensively and get a few stops, then that can just really sort of turn the game. And that's what happened in the fourth quarter here. The Nuggets just sort of slowed down. That Jazz defense ramped up, and that was the ball game. The Jazz just put it out of reach. So they've got so many weapons. And when you look at this team, you just think, how do they keep falling over in the playoffs? Because they've got the continuity. They've got the star player in Donovan Mitchell. They've got the defensive anchor there in Rudy Gobert, who almost beefed again. I mean, he's been incredible for them. And he's getting some buckets at the other end, especially with Jokic out there. Uh, 
Um, and they've just got all the ingredients of a team that really should be able to be more successful in the playoffs. So we can't really judge this team until we get there because we've mm-hmm. seen this before. But that home court advantage is great. Quinn Snyder, I mean, he, he coaches his team well during the regular season. And everyone knows their role, whether it's Ingles or Joe, uh, uh, Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench. Those guys know, I can shoot now. This is my time to play. This is my time to score. But they get so many contributions from everybody else. So they're 3-0 and on the season, 2-0 and at home. It's very, very hard to see how they don't win 58 games at least, the Utah Jazz, because they're just such a good team. And they've got all the, uh, all the weapons and all the players who can go out there and just make it a very, very hard place to win. So good win for them. For the Nuggets, another loss here coming after they lost at home to the Cleveland Cavaliers the night before. I thought Aaron Gordon was actually good offensively for them. Mm-hmm. But a few questions there. And, uh, yeah, there's a little bit. We talked about hot seat as well coming into the season. I think Michael Malone's fine for now, and I think they will get back to uh, winning basketball. But we know how quickly things can turn for, for a franchise that has expectations, and the Nuggets certainly have those after uh, getting swept in the playoffs last season. Yeah, but what are the uh, Nuggets' expectations this year with no Jamal Murray? Like what? What's what's top considered four. a good season? Top four. I think anything outside of top four is uh, a bit of a letdown for them. I mean, you got the MVP, you got a good team, you got Michael Porter Jr. You just gave him the big contract. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not they're not looking at this season as like you know anything less than a home court advantage at minimum for that mm-hmm. first round. So, you know, they have to. Uh, they've survived so far okay without Jamal Murray, but. Um, you know, there's always if if they let's say they lose five or six in a row, you know, Michael Malone's immediately going to become the first point of like you know reference to be like, okay, maybe we need a new coach. He's been there for a long time, so we'll see. But uh, tough, you know, tough couple of nights for them. I think yeah. they probably overlooked the Cavs, and then again, one of the hardest places, if not the hardest place, to win in the NBA, Utah. Yeah, this one I got a little feisty task too. About five <laughs> minutes to go. I guess we had Jamichael Green and. Hassan Whiteside pushing and bumping and jawing at each other. No punches thrown, but they were assessed technical fouls and ejected from the game. <laughs> Probably a little much for what they got into, but at that point of the game, maybe the rest are like, eh, we don't need these guys out here. Get out of here. Um, yeah, anything to add from the Jazz victory uh, over the Nuggets last night? Well, it was a good little trial run for the Utah Jazz with Nikola Jokic out, I thought, in the second half because teams want to run Rudy Gobert off the floor on both ends. They, they try and get him moving as much as possible. And then on the defensive end, they try and go small against him so they can switch and get in his way. And Rudy, Rudy has to go through guys, and that's not really Rudy's game. So I thought this was a good little trial run, and they... They, they performed really, really well. They did a good job of continuing to move it on the offensive end, and uh, this was fantastic jazz basketball. I think it kind of looked like what the Clippers did to them in round two last year. They moved the ball, tried to get Rudy moving, and I think they did that on the offensive end uh, when uh, when Jokic was out um, and, and the, the Nuggets just tried to switch everything. So they're one of three undefeated teams left, and, yeah, they, if they can play various styles, it's – obviously helps them going into the playoffs when is when that will be the point where we all judge them of course uh they get the bucks on uh this weekend i think it's sunday uh definitely this weekend so that'll be a great matchup but they have a little tough sked coming up but they're healthy they're deeper than they are last year they're, think about this bench you know besides donovan mitchell mike conley boyan royce o'neill and rudy that start yeah they got jordan clarkson joe ingles and then hassan whiteside and Eric Paschal, and they like Jared Butler. They're, they're deep, they're healthy, uh, they're ready to win a billion games. And, uh, yeah, I think they have learned from last year's bounce job in the second round to move the ball a little bit more, not just rely on Donovan Mitchell. So that was, uh, I think that was a really good second half for them. What's super disappointing, Trey, is that Jokic bangs knees, has to leave the game. 
Guy had 24 points, 6 and 6 in 15 minutes against one of the best defenders in the league. In, he in always Gobert. takes it to go back. I know. I know. It's he amazing. just crushes them. Maybe he shot 8 and 9 again before he left. 24, 6 and 6 in 15 minutes. We may have been talking about like a, I don't know, a 50 20 here or 50 50 15 <laughs> type of game from Jokic against Gobert. But of course, he goes out and they lose. Yeah, he goes out and they lose, and you can see just how shallow this Nuggets team is right now, especially with Michael Porter Jr. struggling. He's at 11 points per game on 35% shooting so far through the first couple of games of the season here. Last night wasn't any better, 13 points on 18 shots. The Nuggets right now just cannot withstand losing Jokic for a half and having Michael Porter Jr. struggle, because like you're saying, Lee... Aaron Gordon had a nice game last night. Will Barton had a nice game last night. 19 points in the third quarter for Barton. But once the defense picked up in the fourth quarter for the Jazz, it just became an ISO fest for the Nuggets, and they don't have any ISO players right now. So uh, they're in a tough spot, but hopefully the Jokic injury isn't much of an injury. Like y'all are saying, at least it was just a contact thing, and you could actually see him like moving his leg last night. So I suppose that's encouraging. I also want to give a shout-out to Kevin Harlan. A great call during the skirmish between Hassan Whiteside and Jamichael Green. They're jostling, jostling. They're pushing. They're separating. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this isn't actually much of a fight. No, but uh, yeah. when he's calling it, it definitely felt like it. You know, they had a, they had a ton of people there. I think Hassan Whiteside did take like a, a shot to the face, but it was from uh, Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Like he, he gave him the most of a sock in the face. But I don't know. These two teams have been very good for a few seasons now. They also are in the mountain time zone, so maybe that plays into it. But it feels like there's a little bit of animosity just because they're both trying to break through to the next yeah, level. I think that's fair. You, you, you got a kick out of that Harlan call, Ailey. Yeah, I forgot to mention that too when I was talking about it because he just makes everything great. I mean, this is Jermichael Green and Hassan Whiteside. This is not like the uh, you know top billing of a bout out there. But he makes it great. He makes it interesting. And we've seen him, of course, with football when, like, is it the uh, the guy runs out onto the field and Kevin Harlan does the play-by-play for that. So, uh, yeah, he is fantastic. Uh, is he the best commentator right now? Maybe. I mean, he's up there, isn't he? Yeah. Harlan. Harlan and yeah. Green are both fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're probably at the top of my leaderboard. This is uh, two games in a row, I just realized, of the Nuggets getting into it with guys. Uh, we're building quite the card here. We got Green versus Whiteside and... Uh, I don't know if it's the main event on this card task, but uh, we had Compasso versus Rubio uh, going going head to head. So yeah, Nuggets are pissed off. Come on, bring it. They'll fight everybody, or at least uh, go forehead to forehead with you. Uh, the three other games last night, we can touch on all of them or none of them if you want. We had AD and Westbrook leading the LeBronless Lakers by the Spurs, one twenty five, one twenty one. Very entertaining game. Mavs beat the Rockets, one sixteen, one oh six in kids' home debut. Everybody getting a chance to play for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Curry scored 23 as the Warriors topped the Thunder to remain unbeaten. They were trailing at the half, but got back in the second. Uh, of those three there, tasks, which one did you want to touch on? Yeah, let's stay with the Golden State Warriors, one of the three remaining undefeated teams in the league. Uh, the OKC, of course, they should beat OKC. OKC likely going to have the worst record in the league this year, but they were up on them in the third quarter, mm-hmm. going into the second half of that third quarter. And uh, Damian Lee, I thought, was really key in the fourth quarter. Damian Lee, uh, he is third in total bench points in the NBA this year behind Tyler Hero and Patty Mills. Steph is rubbing off on him. I, I think he's playing so well off of guys, just watching where he can cut and find openings and relocate on threes. So when, you know, everything, all the focus on Steph, 
or or Draymond or, or anybody else. Uh, Damian Lee cutting so well, and he has been given the green light to close with Steph Draymond, Iguodala, and Andrew Wiggins. I think, yeah, just being beside Steph, also being his brother-in-law for several years here, he's married to uh, Steph's sister, uh, has, has affected him. I mean, he's, he's a guy who started in Atlanta for a year and then went to Golden State and uh, is 29 years old. So, you know, I guess you'd call him a, a journeyman-type player, um, but has found his way. He, it could be sort of Jordan Poole closing, uh, you know, with that lineup I just mentioned, but... Steve Kerr can't trust him, but he can trust Damian Lee. Damian Lee, I'm surprised to see this stat from Anthony Slater that he's third in total bench points. He had a great night, 20-point night, uh, to help beat OKC when Steph wasn't Steph-like. And they were just getting the ball out of his hands, but um, Damian Lee doing a really, really good job. So the Warriors finding their way. They don't know what their starting lineup is. Their starting lineup is kind of getting beaten. Their bench players are coming in. Uh, obviously, they're waiting for Clay, but to be 4-0, I don't know if anyone really expected that. Uh, so, yeah, we're waiting to see who's losing first between the Warriors, the Jazz, and the Bulls. Yeah. Here's what uh, other teams think of the lowly Thunder. Kerr said he couldn't rest Steph Curry as much as he wanted to because the Thunder were too competitive. This is something he said <laughs> yeah. about another team yeah. in the NBA. And, he, and he's right. And, again, OKC was leading. Tassie said it. Shea Gilder-Alexander had an awesome game again. I mean, uh, smooth with it, 30 points. Dort made life difficult for Curry because he is a great defender. But, yeah, nobody is afraid of this Thunder team at all, nor should they be. I, I was debating on Twitter, and we were talking about it before we jumped on the stream here. Like, are they going to win 10 games? Like, I, I'm, I don't know. I think it's going to be close. I think, I think, you know, maybe they just get over that mark lately. But they're, they're bad despite having... Obviously, a, an all-star level talented guy in Shea, and then some other you know pieces. But man, just the rest of it is ugh, it's tough to watch. I mean, they had a guy I didn't even know was in the league starting for them last night, <laughs> Jeremiah Robinson Earl, calling him J R E on the broadcast. Yeah. And as Schumann pointed out, kept thinking they were saying J R Reed. I mean, they might as well have J R Reed on this team. Yeah, and I thought exactly the same thing as Shu because you, you hear it, you hear J R Reed, and I'm like, who's that? And then you have to go and check it out. But J. R. yeah, I look, I don't think. Uh, Sam Presti has said, you know, we're tanking, but uh, you know, just again, they've just started out the season where you're like, this team, how how are they going to put together wins, and how is that good for the sort of mentality in the in the locker room there? If you're on a team where it's like, guys don't want to win. Derek Favor sat out last night for rest. I mean, He's that's tired. Just, just we're a week into the know, season. It's been a long yeah, season. <laughs> I just I just don't I just don't like that sort of approach. I mean, I understand if he, he's got all these draft picks and he wants to get high quality players, but. Uh, if you're a young player and, and Gilgis Alexander just signed that big contract, do you want to be a part of a team that's not really trying to win? I mean, I just don't think it's very good. So, And I just don't think it's good for the league either. I mean, the same thing last year. Al Horford was like, no, just stay home. We don't want you out here playing. You know, they gave away Kemba Walker for virtually nothing as well. I mean, it's, it's just a bad look, I think. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I hope they win more than 10 games because otherwise I think it could be a little bit like the Sixers where guys are just like, I don't want to play for a team and a yeah. franchise that's not trying to win. Yeah, so, how long does Shea put up with it? Yeah, yeah. that's the real I think question. One, I'd say this year, he'll put up with it this year since they gave him the max money, but next year if it continues, you know, at some point in the season, he's got to say, he's got to say to Sam Presti, what are we doing here? I'd like to uh, win a game or two. Mm. I'll just, uh, Greg here with a comment, young players don't care. They know of a thing called the future too. They understand what's happening. I 100% disagree. Young players don't come in and go, that's fine, I'll be a part of a process. 
they want to go out there and win immediately. They're not interested in like, oh, we'll be good in a couple of years. I mean, players come to the NBA and expect to win and expect to compete for championships and try their best. And if they're not on a franchise that's trying to do that, I think it's bad. I mean, you know, you look at guys like Okafor, high draft pick, not even in the league. He just got waived from the Atlanta Hawks. Nerlens Noel never lived up to his potential. Michael Carter-Williams also. Is he still in the league? He's bounced around quite a fair bit. Magic? He's out there. Yeah, is he in the Magic? Yeah. yeah. And then, um, you know, so I just, I don't think it's helpful to, to, mm. to say to guys, you're just sort of place fillers until we get the good players. That's really what they're saying. Uh, Trey, any of those other games you want to touch on? The Lakers-Spurs game was very entertaining. Maybe it was one of the more uh, entertaining games of the night. Yeah, my favorite take from the Lakers-Spurs game is that this should be part of LeBron James's MVP case because he sat out, which allowed Russell Westbrook <laughs> to find his way with the Los Angeles wow. Lakers. Um, kind of a crazy take, but sure, why not? <laughs> Nonetheless, this is exactly why the Lakers did want Westbrook, and that's what Frank Vogel said afterwards is that LeBron and AD don't have to do anything, so LeBron sitting out with an ankle injury. Westbrook was able to go crazy last night, but to me, this looked like the Spider-Man meme this game did. Westbrook and Anthony Davis were no different than DeJounte Murray and Jakob Pertl. It was like anytime Westbrook and Davis wanted to get a basket out of the pick and roll, they could. Anytime that Murray and Pertl wanted to get a basket out of the pick and roll, they could. So nice for the Lakers to get a win. Nice for Westbrook to have his best game uh, in LA, but you gotta be concerned if you are the Lakers defense, giving up this many points to the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, I don't know. They were just looking around at each other so many times. Anthony Davis just like, who, who are you trying to guard? There were so many breakdowns uh, for the Lakers. They look like a team that's going to be trying to get into the play-in, just like the Spurs are. So good to get a win, but I wasn't super impressed by what I saw. Mm, yeah. Tass, I don't know about you, but as a Raps fan, and no, I know it resulted in a championship, but man, watching Pirtle. With yeah. what the Raps are rolling out at center over the last couple of years, I was like, oh, God. It'd be nice to have a guy like that in the lineup because uh, he was really dominant, like Trey said, in this game. He was amazing, 27-14. and 14. And then Murray, uh, with 21-15 and 15 assists, was awesome too. And, and again, this was a back-and-forth game. Not a lot of defense was being played, uh, but what were your takeaways from this one? My takeaway is that a, it was a one-year championship, just just one championship for the Raptors. But if Jakob Pertl is on their side, they're still running it back. Repeat after repeat after repeat. <laughs> oh, wow. 27 and 14. The Spurs running out, out every single white center you can think of. They got a Drew Eubanks <laughs> coming in behind. They got a Jock Landale, a man named Jock just waiting to play basketball. Uh, they, they, you know, they, they go back. Joffrey Laverne. They make centers into uh into solid players and Jakob Pertl was a talented guy but to see DeJounte Murray and Jakob Pertl running the one five pick and roll at the end of games and the yak getting the ball over and over again I, I too uh, was not super impressed with the the Los Angeles Lakers and the way it is pretty clogged in the lane right now I don't think they know where they want to go I think uh, Russell Westbrook's got to do a little bit of a better job at KYP knowing your personnel uh, because he's throwing it to Rajon Rondo in the corner to shoot a three, and it's just it's not working out. They miss KCP, not KYP. Uh, they, uh, they they need some shooters, obviously, out there, but the, the, the spacing is not good right now. They, they, don't, they don't have it all down. And uh, LeBron James, I know, was resting. He looked good in that hat. Not resting. He was hurt. Um, uh, he looked good on his hat. I'm sure he watched Dune after the game. Um, but they need him to uh, run the show out there. They, they desperately need him to run the show. He is their point guard. And I think Russ has done a good job of seeding that 
role to LeBron. He had to, obviously, coming over. But I think it's a it's very different for Russell Westbrook being uh, playing with LeBron James. And I think that part has worked out all right to start. Westbrook won them the game, though, too, in, in mm-hmm. overtime. He was like, I mean, this is the crazy thing about him. Everybody's pretty exhausted after playing an entire game. And he's like, cranks it up another notch. He's like throwing down dunks in traffic in overtime, Lee. So, like, yeah, he still took a couple weird shots, three-pointers early in shot clocks and stuff like that. But outside, you know, it was really him and AD just, like, getting them there across the finish line and pulling out the victory. Um, and I like the Spurs, man. They're fun watch. I think you talked about them last year a lot, Tass. Like, a sneaky fun watch, even though they maybe weren't winning a ton of games. Uh, Devin Vassell, Vassell excuse me, uh, was awesome in this one. He's got a funky, weird game to him. He almost seems, like, out of control all the time. But it somehow pays off uh, in a couple of his drives and stuff like that. So, they're, they're obviously... With some of their guys, you know, Keldon Johnson and Murray and and Derek White, if you're still a fan of him, and Lonnie Walker had a pretty good game. Yeah, they're just a lot of young talent and Pirtle in the mix. They're they're fun, at the very least. I don't think they're going to be in the playoffs, but they are a fun team. Yeah, practice your free throws, kids, too. We were at the seven at the line. In the fourth. uh, In the fourth quarter, yes. Uh, And Jakob Pirtle. Oh, man, that is a rough-looking free throw that he throws up there. Um, and uh, Chris Herring pointed out on Twitter, because Anthony Davis went down in a sort of non-collision-y sort of off, off one of those misses from Pirtle. And it looked like Anthony Davis was out for the season. Just He was rolling on the ground. He did mm-hmm. come back up there. But I, I, I agree with what Chris Herring says. Every time Anthony Davis seems to go down, it's like, oh, my God, he could be done for the season here. But he does <laughs> seem to get up and shake it off there, and uh, it was important for them. But, yeah, the thing with Westbrook last night, I mean, without LeBron there – it allows Westbrook to be what he's used to being playing throughout his career, where he yeah. can just kind of be in control. He has the ball, and he will. He won the game for them last night, no doubt, but he will have those games where he does lose them as well because he just plays that same speed and that same way. But I think if you are Frank Vogel, you really have to consider just staggering those two when they're out on the court because Westbrook is at his best when he doesn't feel that he has to defer to a better player or, or certainly a player in a similar position like LeBron is. Anthony Davis and he... And, and Westbrook can work together. But uh, I just don't think Westbrook and LeBron out there is their best offensive lineup because at times when they've played together this season, it has looked really junky out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Westbrook seemed a little bit freer last night. And I promise no spoilers here, but LeBron was making headlines yesterday for critiquing the end of Squid Game. Lee, have you watched Squid Game or will you be watching Squid Game? Uh, come on, I think you know me a little better than that, don't you? Of course not. Yes. <laughs> you refuse to watch the most popular no, not, show ever in the history of I, Netflix. I, I'm not refusing to watch it. I'm just, you know, it's just, it's, I watch basketball and that's it. Uh, no, watch anything no. Else. You can't stop watching Dancing with the Stars when we have it on. You can't even say a word when we watch it. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. It was captivating watching you yeah. out there uh, the other night. All right, but, uh, okay. Just yeah. curious. Okay. Uh, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, though, we will hit the beach to answer a few of the questions you guys have sent in over the last couple of days. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Okay, No Breaks, our F1 podcast, coming up later today, which means we're actually not going to have a separate beach stepping podcast this week. But hey, 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 your questions are so good. We had to slip a few in here. Let's dip our toes in the sand, JD. Yeah, a few questions, and thank you to everybody that's sending them in. Keep them coming, nodunks at theathletic.com. Tweet them in at nodunksinc, or drop them in the YouTube comments below our videos. Okay, first one. Hey, no dunkos, long-time listener, first-time caller. Watching Alex Caruso has given me an idea for a new yearly award. Most impactful player to average single-digit points. I think he's a lock. What new or interesting awards would you guys like to see added? Thanks. That's from Ryan in Arlington Heights, Illinois. Trey, where is that? Where's that located? That's a Chicago suburb. Shout okay. out to the Illinois boys. All right. Bulls are back. Way to go, Ryan. Uh, Lovin Caruso. He wants to come up with a crazy award for him, Tass. Um, so I don't know if you have a thought on that award from Ryan or something else in mind. It's quite solid. I think what would be better, and I think what the players could get into and vote on even, is the all-irritant team. I think the players mm. would love to check off who they hate. And I think uh, it would be good to mortalize some of the players that we kind of forget about that, that are just lost in the long history of the NBA. Like, you know, Zaza Pachulia, he's mm. an irritant. Matthew Delvedova, mm-hmm. Kelly Olenek, even Matt Barnes. You know, these guys not necessarily winning awards, like an Alex Caruso. Uh, so the, I, I do like... The, the suggestion for the Caruso. Um, but I, I like this all irritant suggestion. Just, I'd get the, the ballot out for each player in the league, and they would just select five, I think. I think a starting lineup of five. Now, there might okay. be a lot of repeat guys, um, but uh, from year to year, I mean. But um, I think there'd be enough turnover, and uh, I think we could do it right now. I, I put it out on Twitter yesterday. So let's do it for this season right here, right now. Who makes you angry? Anybody... Anybody? Well, uh, yeah, somebody. I mean, Patrick Beverly is a hundred percent. I think Patrick Beverly's starting. You know, he's yeah. got uh, he's got the the Timberwolves feisty. He's doing a good job of it. But I think there's a a, pr- a pretty universal backcourt mate for him. Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. The flopping mm. the flopping really gets under people's nerves. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh okay. yeah. But but if you go further in the lineup, any anybody else you guys want to throw out at a a wing type player? Lee, anybody come to mind? I think it gets more difficult the bigger yeah. the bigger we get up here. Yeah. Sure. But there's one guy people would say he's got a, quote, punchable face. Um, Dylan Brooks? Dylan Brooks, I think. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. He hasn't played this year, so he that's tough. He hasn't played but, yeah. quite yet. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's a great one. He's on there. So I think the, that would be the, the one, two, three. I think you'd squeeze Dylan okay. in there in the, in the small forward spot. Yeah, when you, when you get bigger, it gets a little bit more interesting. You know, people say Draymond because of history. You know. You know, a lot, about a lot of talking. Dwight Howard might have to Dwight's a good one. Yeah, he picks yeah. up a tech every game. Yeah, yeah he's hitting people. So yeah. I think I think that would probably be the starting five. Now, 
a lot of suggestions for Grace and Allen. Uh, even Thanasi Satetokounmpo is out there to bang oh, yeah. people. Mm, sure. um, Faku Compazzo, eh, he gets under people's skin. He got into a little bit of a tussle with Ricky Ruby the other day. The other day. Rajon Rondo. So uh, I think there's enough for a, a five every year. And uh, I see nothing wrong with that. I, I think a lot of these guys would be happy when they see they could see Marcus <laughs> Smart looking at that and saying, I made it's the All-Irritant team. Yeah. yeah. So that's my okay. pick. All right, all irritant team. Uh, Lee, do you have any other uh, crazy awards you'd like to see? Well, uh, you know, we talk a lot about MVPs and uh, six man of that. What about the garbage time MVP? You know, when the games are over and a dude comes out in the last five or six minutes, like Jay Scrub, who came out for the uh, <laughs> LA Clippers the other night against the Blazers Sick and had name. six points <laughs> in the last eight minutes of a game. So, you know, guys are out there trying to make a name for themselves. And uh, that's their opportunity to shine. I don't have the stats compiled because, you know, when does officially garbage time start? But, you know, I think there's something there where a guy's be like, this guy put up the most points when the margin was perhaps the biggest uh, throughout the season. I think there could be something there. Right. Is the award like a human victory cigar or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, That that could be it, yeah. Cigar trophy. I I guess just a cigar, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Yeah, Yeah. 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 I was thinking of, uh, wasn't that what Darko was called or am I crazy? Who was called that? Darko has. Has been Scalabrini was yeah. at one oh Scalabrini point. that's yeah. what I'm yeah yeah uh, okay okay maybe um, TK you got anything I would just go baseball with this and give out an award for everything they give out an award for best hitter for every position in both leagues yeah. and best fielder for every position in both leagues they used to give out an award to the best reliever called the Rollades Relief Man <laughs> <laughs> the funniest name for an award probably in awards history. Only until they come up with the J Scrub Award for the 13th man of the year. Uh, but that's what I would do. I think that season leaders should be a bigger deal at the end of the season. Scoring title, to me, should be an honor rather than something we just kind of mention when we're talking about right. uh, players. So I, if we're mailing a cigar to... Um, to to the human Jay victory scrub. cigar, yeah, to to the J Scrub winner. What are we gonna give to the scoring title winner? I don't know. A gold basketball. I guess that's the NBA championship trophy. <laughs> Every trophy in the NBA is either a guy running with a basketball or just a basketball. That's pretty weird. So I don't a know. Maybe oh, a golden bucket. A silver bucket could be good. Uh, but they should give something to the, whoever leads the league in scoring, since it's the most important thing you can do on a basketball court. Okay, yeah. and, uh, um, I don't mind. I don't mind like baseball. They have a silver slugger. That's why I got the silver. They get a silver bat, I guess. The leader for each position, in you know, from point guard to center in each conference. Why not? If you're the leading point guard scorer, sure, give it to them. Two in each. Yeah, a couple couple silver balls. I'm so I'm sure Adam Silver. <laughs> well, why not? Silver's balls. <laughs> Silver balls. Uh, my, my holy king uh, in the stream team wants to see a worst haircut award, mm. um, which I think early in this season might be Kenrich Williams. Mm. He's got a, and this might be even from last, I don't know when this was taken, this photo. I think it's even crazier looking now. It's, it, it's like, yeah, it is. Because last night it was so boxy. It was incredibly boxy, but this guy's got a lot of hair. But there are maybe some other candidates out there. I'm sure the stream team will have some fun with this. Who has the worst, <laughs> the worst haircut, haircut sure. in the league right now? If, you, if you've got a good answer, have at it. Drop it in the YouTube comments below or, uh, or let us know here in the stream team as we're going through it. People are liking the silver balls protected by the silver cup. <laughs> uh, EJ, great, great stuff there. Okay, our next question. Hey, No Dunks Bros. 
I'm from Leicester, England. Liam, am I saying that yes, right? Yes, you are saying oh. it right. Very well done, Skeetsy. Mm. Yes. Excellent. Spelled like, it's spelled crazy, guys. It's spelled weird, yeah. Yeah, it's L-E-I-C-E-S-T-E-R, but Leicester, England. And uh, I respect the grind from you guys. It can be hard to keep up with the NBA affairs, but the No Dunks boys keep me tapped in. My question, I feel as though LaMelo and Miles Bridges are CP3 and Blake Griffin reincarnated. This is Lob City 2.0. Do you guys see any other fun comparisons across the league? Turn up. You had me? You never had me. Love you guys. Awesome. That's from Lyle. Lyle from Leicester. Um, so, Trey, what do you got, man? Well, I like uh, Lyle's suggestion. However, for me, the idea of Lob City was always more fun than the actual Lob City. Because once Chris Paul showed up to the Clippers, more expectations and more of a Chris Paul team, right? They played a little slower, a little bit more deliberate. And they were better. So, yeah, I do think that LaMelo and Miles Bridges are a Clippers duo, but it's a different Clippers duo. And maybe it's because I got cover story on the brain. I think they're Lamar Odom and Darius Miles hmm. because everybody loves to watch a team that actually isn't that good right now. And that reminds me of when Lamar Odom and Darius Miles were on the cover of Slam Magazine way back in the day. And we were all super excited about this team that nobody had any expectations for. We just wanted to see sick highlights. And that's yeah. kind of exactly what the Hornets are right now. If you want to extend the metaphor, Terry Rozier becomes Jeff McInnes. Kelly Oubre becomes Corey Maggette. PJ Washington is Quentin Richardson. And Gordon Hayward is somehow both Elton Brand and <laughs> Eric Piatkowski. <laughs> that is good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's the thing to me. It's like the Hornets right now, we're in it for the highlights, and the wins are gravy at this point. So that's very uh, early 2000s Clippers in my book. Okay. What do you got, Lily? Well, I sort of went a little bit similar. I tweeted this, in fact, last night because uh, looking at the top of the Eastern Conference, I was like, wow, is this 1993 again? The Bulls and the Knicks and the up-and-coming Hornets there with their best player who wore number two, of course, Larry Johnson, LaMelo Ball wearing that number two. Mm. And uh, Jack Kogod out in Washington even said to me, like, hey, Wes Unseld was the coach of Washington in 92-93, and Wes Unseld Jr. is the coach now. And it goes even further, because in the World Series right now, we've got the Atlanta Braves, and of course the Atlanta Braves are up against the Toronto Blue Jays in 92. I mean, I'm sort of blending 92-93, you know, together here, but just the fact that we've got the Bulls and the Knicks at the top of the conference, and then we've got the the, the Hornets on the rise made me feel like it was... uh, Almost 30 years ago to the day. Can you believe that? Incredible stuff here. And uh, 1-0 Braves. Great win last night in Houston. Oh, I can't believe we haven't talked about that. Yeah. yeah. Buried the lead here on an NBA podcast. <laughs> uh, game one of the World Series. Way to go, Braves. Uh, yeah, 6-2 victory. Awesome stuff. Uh, okay, Tass, what about you for uh, for this question from Lyle from Leicester? Lyle from Leicester. Uh, my brain immediately went to the Los Angeles Clippers of the early 2000s, too. Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson and Lamar Odom and Corey Maggette. And I, and I thought of the current San Antonio Spurs as a comparison to them because I think they're all a bunch of cool guys, just like those early 2000s Clippers. I just wanted to watch them, you know, be them. Just be. Just be cool. And uh, I, I love watching uh, DeJounte Murray play. I think he's, you know, such a unique body type and the cool dude off the court uh, i like him lonnie walker same goes for him i mean he, he's a high flyer as well so he's uh you know he's got 
Got some Darius Miles, Lamar Odom vibes. Keldon Johnson as well just takes it to the rack. It's got a little Corey Maggette in him. So I feel like uh, that's a decent decent comparison. As Trey mentioned, we didn't have expectations for the Los Angeles Clippers way back in the early 2000s. Same goes for the current San Antonio Spurs. I know people won't be able to make that link in their brains because the Spurs just he just can't associate coolness with the Spurs. I get it, I get it. Uh, but if you watch them, I, I, there's there's cool vibes out there with yeah, Dejounte Murray, Lonnie Walker, Keldon Johnson. You mentioned Devin Vassell has got a unique game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't extend to Yakka Pertle. Doesn't the coolness doesn't extend there? I didn't say. <laughs> Love you, Yak. Uh, you gotta have a Piatkowski around. Gotta <laughs> have. They've got plenty. They got Jack on the bench and. A bunch of other guys like that, but uh, and a Doug McDermott. That's that's your Piatkowski. Oh, that's, that's uh, a good yeah. Piatkowski. They got a Doug McDermott had a dunk like in the half court yep. last night. Doug McDermott is good for one to two surprising mm. dunks every yep. season. Yeah, he is. He can get up there surprisingly. Uh, our final one here on this little mini episode of Beach Steppin' within our daily show, fellas. God, it feels good now that the season has started and seeing that Wilson wobble all over the court. <laughs> <laughs> now the Wilson ball giving us those wedgies at least. Uh, my question: What has click baited you? Being in Adelaide, I was at work and I saw the Aussie media headline titled. Giddy Shatters NBA record in debut. <laughs> boy, oh boy, was I pumped. What had Joshy done? Well, while impressive, all Giddy had done was register the most rebounds by a rookie in a debut game for OKC. <laughs> yes, it's a record, but that's a bit of a stretch. So, boys, have you been baited? What you got? Love ya. That is from Big Krogger. Krogger. So Big Gaga got a uh, clickbaited mm. Lee. I mean, it happens mm. to the best of us. I mean, yeah. my buddy Grish will click on everything like that. Uh, <laughs> but, what, but what about you? Yeah, my, mine. Uh, so taking you back to 2002 when I got my first ever mobile phone, and I got a old uh, pay-as-you-go. All right, this is in London. I got a pay-as-you-go one from Virgin Mobile. So I thought, you know, I'm not going to go crazy. I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll just keep, you know, try to restrain myself. And about. I don't know, a couple of days after I got it, I got a text message that said, uh, congratulations, you've finished you know, top four of these certain prizes. Dial this number to claim your prize. And I was like, well, maybe it's a promotion. So anyway, I was in a pub at the time when I got it and I knew the sort of lady or the, the, the girl who was working behind me. I said, um, can I just borrow the house phone for a minute? I just want to dial this number. Apparently I've won something. I just want to check it out. And I'm on a pay-as-you-go. I might run out of credit. And she's like, yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it. Yeah. So I'm dialing away and it's like, yes, congratulations. You're finished in the top four. One of your prizes. You know, and then it goes on and says like, you will win this. And I'm just there for like 25 minutes just going like, when, when am I going to get this? When am I going to get to the point? Anyway, eventually I'm like, all right, I think this is a scam. So I hung up. A few days later, well, I was, I kept, kept me hanging on. And, uh, and then I saw the girl again, you know, a week or a couple of weeks later. And she said, uh, what number did you dial the other day? <laughs> I was like, oh, it was one of those, you know, you claim your prize numbers. She was like, it was like 180 quid that we had to pay for them. And I'm like, oh, I guess that's what it was. And it was a scam. Anyway, she didn't make me pay for it. But the landlord wanted to know who, uh, or the, uh, the publican wanted to know who was calling those numbers so I got away with it but uh, yeah they got me early on but a good lesson to learn because 
It didn't ultimately cost me the money. Yeah, they didn't get you at all. Yeah. They wanted you to call from That's your the way phone. to do it. Yeah. I, I passed on the, uh, the, the the scam to somebody else to pay for it. So I learned early on. But, you know, at the time it was kind of like, you know, believable. And then I was just like, right, got done. So anyway. Wow. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, fascinating take on clickbait there from Leo. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we avoided a cool story, bro, from yeah. JD, which, uh, you know, in the end, I liked it. Uh, Trey. My man, what do you got for this uh, question? Um, not a great answer, Skeets. I think I've become pretty immune to clickbait. For me right now, it's uh, I will get fooled on a phone call that doesn't have the spam risk. You know, it shows up with a 404 area code. You want to answer it, so you answer it. And then as soon as you hear like six seconds of silence, you're like, oh, yeah. well, not right. this one. Hang up. The other thing that always gets me is when friends in a group chat send a link to a story and it just ends up being a picture of a well-endowed gentleman sitting on the end of a bed. Those are the two things that really stick out to me. And the other is, um, because uh, Big Krogadaga mentions here this random stat about Josh Giddy, and since we were talking about baseball, I heard on the broadcast last night that Ozzie Albies has the third most home runs by a switch hitter under the age of 25. But that one in the headline, I was like, cool, cool, great to know. I guess I'll mark that down. He's right behind Mickey Mantle and Chipper Jones. I don't know if that's true. Just guessing. Those guys are great switch hitters. Um, I think I have that photo that you're always clicking on. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> hey, send me a link real quick. But you know what been really funny? I was thinking, instead of putting up that photo you're talking about, I put up the photo that you have of Matt sitting on the end of his bed that we, you can never show. <laughs> that would never been. show it, but never delete it either. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Uh, okay. Uh, Tass, do you got anything for uh, our final question here? From well, definitely. Yeah, from Mr. Krogadaga, definitely a, a twist on what clickbait means. I get clickbaited whenever I see Big Krogadaga sending an email. I got it included in the show. I had to send it in to the show, Doc. Yeah. Got yeah. included. So if you want an email on the show, just sign off with Big Krogadaga. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't tell them that. I can yeah. read right through it. I even know Big Krogadaga's real oh, given wow. name. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, sometimes, sometimes I fill out forms with Big Krogadaga's real given name. No, Interesting. Kidding. When you check into a hotel, do yeah. you use Big Krogadaga as your alias? <laughs> they must be worried when you check into a hotel with that. Get the plungers ready. Mr. Krogadaga, doing some work up there. Um, speaking of the, well, we were speaking of the the Braves win there quickly. Uh, are you going to get your taco today, Trey? Guaranteed. <laughs> Come on, Skeets. I called that one. I called that one hours before the game. I said, Albies is stealing a base, steal a taco. He got on in the first inning and stole off a lefty. I don't know how many steals he has under the age of 25, but it's got to be top 10 at least. I Okay, you, you did slack that to me uh, hours prior to the game. I thought you were just making a great baseball joke that i got i can't believe they still do the steal a taco steal a base uh, steal a taco promotion uh, how long that's been going on for it's a been decade, going on for it? a while yeah, yeah. i was okay. um i think i first saw it in the lcs it was like uh like on the on the fence or something like that an ad on the fence i was like what <laughs> we're doing this but then albies had a nice steal at the end of the lcs as well so i thought the odds were pretty nice uh made like $1,500 betting on that last night's heats. Oh, wow. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> Only in free tacos, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> Payable yeah. in tacos. Uh, there's definitely some confused people in the stream team. I have no idea what the heck we're talking about. Probably not baseball fans. Maybe they don't live in America here. Uh, in the World Series, if somebody steals a base, 
uh, you all get a free taco at Taco Bell the next day. I, I think it's as simple as that, right? I just, what do yeah. I do? Just stroll in there and I got to check the fine phone? print. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to prove that you were watching a baseball game last right. night. <laughs> Send them the transcript at the group chat to see. Yeah. See, we were talking about it. Give me the taco. Mm. Bit easier than the NBA promo that we did at the finals a couple of years ago, Trey. Remember, it was steal a game, steal a time. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. yeah, you had to like win on the road. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Are you going to go get yours today, Lee? Nah. Can I have can yours? You, can you give it to Trey or me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring him over. <laughs> All right. Thank you to everybody uh, for sending in those questions. Keep them coming. Uh, as the season goes on, we will have, obviously, separate Beach Step In episodes, but we'll be sprinkling them, them in throughout the uh, shows all week long. So, no dunks at theathletic.com, at no dunks Inc. on Twitter, or drop them in the YouTube comments below. We have a very, very funny tweet of the night coming. Very random, I will say. We got our pick and results, but one final break to hear from our sponsors. JD, what do you got, my man? Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, Row or ride at home or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Uh, hold on, Lee. Yes. Come on, share the movie, JD. What's, oh, the, what's uh, this geeky movie that you don't want to share? It's uh, 2012's Les Miserables. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. What's wrong I with love that? that movie. I love it. I, it's it's extra embarrassing now because Tom Hooper directed it, who is fine. He's a good director, but he went on to make the the Cats debacle, which uh, oh, that's which, him. That's him. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but uh, the so Les Miserables is what is uh, they they recorded the the songs on location, which is they don't rarely do in musicals, right? Oh, they'll usually okay. sing. Uh, in a studio, and then they'll just uh, lip sync to to the to the soundtrack. But they actually recorded on set, which was uh, which was awesome. And it, it's like the opening scene is amazing. Like there's, anyways, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do a whole podcast about Les, Les, okay. Les Miserables. All right, that's we've got a film film session for Les Mis uh, <laughs> yeah, coming man. up later this year. Okay, <laughs> let's follow that up with tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, let's keep the good times going here, JD. Uh, you got a, a funny, random <laughs> tweet of the night for us. Yeah, it's just quite random. This is, tweet is actually from the weekend, but I got bumped a couple of times. Uh, but 
That's showbiz, right? Uh, it's from <laughs> Pat Mayo. Who? Of the Pat Mayo Experience. I, I don't know. It's a, it's a, he has a fantasy sports show. Uh, you don't know last, Pat Mayo? I don't know Pat Mayo. I'm sorry, I apologize, Pat. I, I, I don't know you, but uh, you're not part of my world, really. Uh, none of this is, actually. Uh, uh, and last week, he had one of our faves on the show. The enigma wrapped in a mystery, Canadian national treasure, just a goddamn delight, Cam Stewart. And yep. uh, we got a little taste of it off in the cold open off the top of the show. And uh, I actually don't really know how to set this up, except to say that Pat, Cam, and our former score bro, Rob Pozzola, were discussing dangerous foods, popcorn, <laughs> and, uh, and it turns into cereal. And uh, Cam starts talking about... How dangerous cereal can be. And so here's the clip in full. Enjoy. People choke on a lot of different things. Popcorn has caused a death before. Guaranteed. I just called it dangerous. I didn't say it's going to kill you. I'm just saying you're going to be like, try. you you had problems. You had to get it out of your mouth. It's not a fun situation. It's all okay, I'm but, saying. But, but what are the other dangers? Like if you're going to call it dangerous and it's not going to kill you. It's just dangerous because it sticks to the top of your throat. Okay, no, I'll just give you my gold, silver, and bronze cereals. Oh, okay. Bronze, Captain Crunch. You oh. got to soak it first or else it's going to cut your gums, okay? I'm not going to say it's going to kill you, but if you like red milk, that's your thing. Two, shredded wheat. The ones that come in the pack, they are, if the wheat is so dry, even if you soak it with milk, it's just like popcorn. It'll get stuck at the top, at the bottom, on your tongue, and you have problems breathing. And number one is a bit of a shocker, but Vector. Vector is a thicker flake, mm. and I'm telling you, I've ate it before. The milk does not crush it down like cornflakes and everything else. It's got little nuggets of something in there, too. That stuff will just, oh, my God, Vector's way worse than popcorn. I've had so much Vector in my throat. <laughs> like, I love Vector, too. It's a good, healthy cereal, but uh, it's a very dangerous one. Captain Crunch Shredded Wheat Vector, gold, silver, bronze. <laughs> okay, that, that is a man that oh. chokes on his food, it sounds like, every meal. It just like he's talking about it like it's the most normal thing. He had an Olympics of choking on cereal. Ready. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. At the hip. No, yeah, the scores ready on wikipedia uh, i can't believe shredded wheat came in number two yeah vector people uh in the stream team some are confused what is vector i guess that yeah. is a canadian it's a brand. canadian choking yeah, hazard <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's canada's finest choking hazard it, it's uh, a bit of a checks mix as a cereal sort yeah. of like mm -hmm. you know those shapes Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Just, well, do, just you, to... do you agree with the list, Tass? I mean, uh, you, you're a man that has a, a hundred cereals in your pantry. Has That's he got it sort of close? Yeah. That's a pretty good list. That's a pretty good list. Those require some soaking. Uh, I would. <laughs> I, I would. I don't, what, see, you don't... I don't get that at all. Like I. So does are we led to believe that Cam will just put milk in his cereal and leave it for like a half hour and just to, oh, it's like gross. mushy pablum oh, type yeah. material yeah, five like, minutes yeah a minute a minute would minutes. even do the trick jd is this something that people do like a minute for sure if he you wants to survive well, like i i pour the bowl of cereal first off i put the cereal in the bowl first i'm not a psycho right apparently some people mm. put milk in their bowl first and then the cereal that's insane mm -hmm. yeah put the cereal in the bowl then Reach into the fridge, pour a little milk, uh -huh. put, and then leave that while I put the milk back in the fridge, while oh, I go wow. grab a spoon, while, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it's like, sure, like Tass is right. By the end of it, I'm sure it's 60 to 90 seconds, and even just that can help. Uh, that can help. 
can help the cereal. But that's yeah. not a help. That's a hindrance. That's uh What do you mean? I want it's it crunchy, great. man. I want that cereal no, crunchy. I, 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 I want <laughs> vector cut in my throat. Chew your food, people. Just chew it. That's what your teeth are for. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I will say if you don't get it, if you don't get like uh, I've been eating a lot of Frankenberry because uh, it's October mm-hmm. and, you know, the hard ones, not the marshmallows. If you don't, if you don't really slop them up. <laughs> I feel like such a softy right now. I can hurt the top of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, but I don't like I'm like JD. I want it to be crunchy. I'm ready to risk it. Maybe that's why Frankenberry is such a good cereal. You're getting that red milk regardless. But man, I would hate to have Vector stuck in my throat. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I, I would add one. I think Apple Jacks is, is pretty... It's a pretty rocky cereal. It's rock solid as well. Um, That's but a hearty. I, I would add another one. I actually have, I've been eating, you know, we have a sponsor on the show, Magic Spoon, which doesn't have any grains in the cereal. So I, I found going down the cereal aisle lately, there's a lot of non-grain cereals. There's one cereal that's made out of egg whites and somehow... Like it's comp- it's comprised of egg whites and they stick some you know stuffed them you know monk fruit extract or whatever. Those things are literal rocks <laughs> in a bowl. I tried. He's you, got gravel in his bowl. You can't. Milk doesn't do a thing to them. It doesn't do a thing. I bought a bought a box, and I threw it out after one bowl. I'm not a wow. thrower outer ever, but I know. There's no way I was going back for a sep- second dip of rocks. It's it was, I, it was unbelievable. I, I I would, I'm pretty sure it would choke Camp Stewart. It would kill Camp Stewart to eat those things. Yeah, it was it was phenomenal, man. Anyway, crazy. Right, what a clip. I'm glad. Uh, what a clip. It, it got bumped a couple days, but I'm glad we got it in here. Especially timeless, after Lee's so. flawless. Yeah. You, <laughs> you said the weekend stuff. tweeted that. Uh, no, I said it's from the weekend. Oh, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> do you think the week? Okay, I mean, <laughs> do you think the weekend knows who Cam Stewart is? Probably. What? Okay. Does the weekend know who Pat Mayo is? Uh, well, if he knows Cam Stewart, maybe he knows Pat Mayo. Who knows? Do you think? Okay, let's keep it going. Do you think Cam Stewart dips his wings into mayo? Ooh, uh, that's a good. Yes. Question. Nah, I don't know. Fries, fries. He dips his fries in. Ranch is like a mayo. Ranch is like Okay. Uh, all right. Pick'em results from last night. It was the Nuggets Jazz game. Utah was favored by seven and a half. This, by the way, brought to you by Bet MGM. And the Jazz covered. They won by, I believe, 12 in the end. So that's a victory for Lee, who's 5-1 here in the month of October. What a hot start for him. Tass and I finally got a victory. We improve. Throw that in air quotes. <clears throat> Excuse me. I got some vector caught in my throat to 2-4. Two and four. And Trey, uh, you swerved. You had Denver. That's an L. You're 3-3. Three and three. But uh, what's tonight's game, Tass? The Memphis Grizzlies visiting the Portland Trailblazers. Obviously, Dame off to a very bad start this year. He's shooting 8% from three-point land. He's taken 24 threes, only hit two of them. Will he come around to take control of this game against the Memphis Grizzlies, who they should be fighting for in the standings, uh, fighting for a spot with in the standings. Grizzlies are 2-1, and one, great start. And the Blazers are 1-2. and two. Portland at home, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Skeets, myself, and Trey like Portland, while Lee yeah. likes the Bears. Yeah, mm. Lee, were you purposely swerving or, you know, you're, you're all in on this Grizzlies team being uh, pretty damn good? 
I think it's that one, more so than the first one. It wasn't yeah. a purposeful swerve because I got in there, uh, I think, second in the pick. So, uh, yeah, I just like the way that Jam Rand's been playing now. It's a bit of a longish road trip to start the season, but they're a young team and they got a couple of days off in between games uh, there. I think Sunday was their last game. So they've got a couple of days to get their legs fresh and uh, had some good battles in Portland last season too. So mm-hmm. hope they can keep it going. And uh, even if they do lose by up to two points, I could still get the W here. Yeah, I will say I that's just... I think he just uh, couldn't find a, an emoji for blazers. So. <laughs> <laughs> it is true, JD. It's a little tough to find the old trailblazers emoji there. There's a couple that uh, don't really work on my keyboard, so... Yeah, we'll just have to see how the season pans out and see which sides I'm going to pick on. <laughs> Never going to pick Portland the whole season? No, I mean, exactly. I feel like there's like a winding road emoji and obviously mm-hmm. a fire, so that might be your best bet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I had trouble finding like uh, the Lakers uh, the other day. I was looking at them. Uh, <laughs> had to go Suns. Hey, whatever, yeah. just keep doing it because you're yeah. five and one. It's working. Yeah, yeah. Your emoji <laughs> picks is working out pretty well for you. Okay, so three of us take in the Blazers to win by three or more points and Lili does have the Grizzlies on the road to at least keep it very close or to even win outright where they have won before. I think most of us are banking on a big, let's call it task, like a big Lillard game, at least a good Blazers game here to uh, try and turn around their their season here because it's been a bad, bad start. And John Morant, uh, yeah, they last played in, in LA on the weekend, but he was in LA on TV, I believe it was yesterday. So he definitely spent a couple extra days in Los Angeles, as our man John Hollinger pointed out, who used to run the Grizzlies front office. And Johnny said, that wouldn't happen on my watch. You'd go home, get your rest. So John Morant hanging out in L.A. an extra couple days. Give me the Blazers. Okay, there you go. Good luck to both of those teams. Thanks to the stream team for joining us live. Had some laughs there this morning. Shout out to everybody that subscribed to No Dunks on Apple, Spotify. If you do and you can, leave us a review, leave us a rating. It always helps us out. Keep your questions coming. No Dunks at theathletic.com for beach step in podcasts or segments within the show. Hit us up on Twitter at No Dunks Inc. on Instagram, on TikTok. Leave your comments below the vid. And yeah, we'll be back on Thursday morning for the No Dunks Daily Show. And later today, if you're an F1 fan, 2 p.m. Eastern here on YouTube, and then we spin it into a podcast with TK, Graydon Gordian, and uh, special guest, myself, uh, talking about the uh, the race down in Austin over the weekend and what's to come with the rest of the F1 season. That's no breaks later today at 2 p.m. Eastern. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, in honor of Cam Stewart, Warriors and Knicks, unders the picks. <laughs> Brace the day, people.